Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Happy Friday, everybody. This is so exciting to be back on Collider Dailies and hosting it today. So I hope everyone is having a great Friday so well. We have a lot of really fun things today to talk about, and I'm excited to have back Arzu to talk about all these things. How are you doing today on this fine Friday? I'm doing good. I'm excited um, today to talk about the stuff because this is all stuff I have like hyper fixated interest in. Isn't it great when a, a news cycle is like perfectly catered to us? It's not at all like pick things that we love to talk about today. Uh, so kicking things off, um, I'm going to talk about uh, kind of the biggest news I think that came out in the last 24 hours, which is uh, Top Gun 3. It's getting a threequel. Uh, you know, great balls of fire. We're going to have more of this uh, fun aviator fun. I am a huge fan of both Top Guns, particularly Top Gun Maverick uh, that came out back in 2022, which is insane. It feels like it was still just like yesterday. Uh, there's still so much hype for it. What? <laughs> um, no, I was going to say I'm a huge Top Gun Maverick fan. I was not a fan of the original Top Gun. Like, I, I liked some of the actors in it, but the story. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Hesitant about Maverick. And I was like, yes, now we're talking. This one was made for me. Yes. I, uh, I had some fond memories of the original Top Gun, but I went into Top Gun Maverick still fairly blind because I'd watched that as a kid. And then Maverick just blew my mind. Um, I truly believe that was one of the best sequels that has ever been made uh, because I think that it built off of the first film while still letting the new cast kind of have their moment to shine. So when this news came out last night from Puck that they are reportedly working on a, a threequel with the uh, writer for Maverick, uh, Aaron Kruger, coming back to pen the screenplay and allegedly Tom Cruise, Glenn Powell and Miles Teller are in talks to return. I was really excited 
because I definitely think, um, you know, as much as I love Maverick, you need that younger cast to come back. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, Top Gun getting a threequel? Do you think that there is, you know, a danger? Is it in the danger zone of uh, <laughs> really just going to do all the puns today because John is not here to uh, make fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, is it in the danger zone of tarnishing how good the sequel is? I mean, that's always uh, a risk that you run when you you have a film that succeeds in pleasing the original fan base and also bringing new folks into the fold. Uh, what are your thoughts, Arzu? So one thing I think Maverick did really well on its own was, like you said, it really pays homage to that first movie. But it wasn't like, remember how much you loved that first movie? Because I did not love the first movie. But I really liked it. It was like, welcome, come enjoy the airplanes with us. So on one hand, it doesn't surprise me that they're getting a sequel purely from a money standpoint because Maverick did really well. Mm -hmm. But this is maybe like very optimistic and me just kind of projecting with less than 24 hours to think about it. But <laughs> I am hopeful that, you know, that first movie Maverick kind of had Maverick teaching like this new group of kids and they're all kind of going on this mission under his leadership. And now this next one is kind of them becoming the leaders and kind of assuming that position because Tom Cruise will be doing action movies until he's 125 years old, but like he can't, he can't do it forever. So I think like setting up, you know, Miles Teller and Glenn Powell and all of them to, to kind of take over is maybe where this is going to go. Maybe that's just where I want it to go. So cautiously optimistic. Let's yeah, it would be interesting, especially since we had this news. I think it was also this week, Time is a Construct, uh, about Tom Cruise kind of shifting gears and moving over to Warner Brothers. Really? Though it sounds like that's still on the horizon, like 2025, 2026. So not like tomorrow. Um, but it is, you know, interesting if this is going to be something where they set up his departure from the Top Gun world and setting it up. So you do have the faces of Miles Teller and Glenn Powell at the front of the story. People loved Rooster. People loved Hangman. I think they have the star power, especially Glenn Powell, who is just like everywhere these star days. on the rise right now. Absolutely. Star on the rise. He's very much leading man material. Um, I also think Miles is leading man material as well. But I do think that uh, like Glenn has the ability to like be the person to like you know lead this into like the new world of Top Gun so that's something I kind of hope for we'll see what happens I'm very excited for this I love airplane movies um <laughs> surprise surprise I've watched Top Gun um a few too many times I will not be admitting to how many times I've watched Top Gun Maverick um but I am very excited about where this could go um I know originally there had been kind of some rumors about maybe they would do a TV series of some sort uh, so I am excited that it sounds like it's going to be a movie instead. Uh, and not very much a big screen experience. Yeah, it definitely is. You have to with those giant, you know, plot pieces and, you know, the, the stunts, the aerial stunts and all of that fun stuff. So I'm excited. Uh, this was kind of definitely the most exciting news of the week for me personally. But there was also some exciting news that broke this morning for fans of The Witcher. Uh, you know, we're still a ways out from season four, but it was announced today that Lawrence Fishburne would be joining as a fan favorite character from the books. Uh, Regis, who is this worldwide uh, barber surgeon uh, who was actually first introed in the Baptism of Fire book. Uh, so I think that'll be, you know, really exciting for a lot of fans of The Witcher. I am a fan of The Witcher, but I've never read the books, So it's not a character that I would call a fan favorite. This is my first introduction to this character. <laughs> 
Uh, but I love Lawrence. So I'm really excited to see him entering that world. Uh, you know, they've had some really incredible cast members um, in both Witcher series over on Netflix. Uh, so it's really cool to see them continuing to attract such, you know, big name star power, um, you know, talent to that universe. Um, I know that season four is definitely a, I don't want to call it controversial. I don't think it's controversial, but I think that there's a lot of discussion about how season four is going to look um, and particularly how Geralt is going to look. We had that. I know <laughs> we had that shakeup uh, last year with Henry Cavill exiting and Liam Hemsworth joining. Season four will be his introduction as Geralt. What are your thoughts? What are your expectations? What are your hopes for where season four is going to go? Okay, so I'm a Henry Cavill girly. I'm very sad he's not going to be back. Um, however, I, like I'm hesitant because I know I'm going to miss him. Mm-hmm. And his growly broodiness, like I'm not even going to pretend it was for a deeper reason. Like I'm a Henry Cavill fan. That is a handsome man, and I'm going to miss him. That mm-hmm. said, Liam Hemsworth is a good actor. He is also a handsome man. He's a good actor. So I guess I'm just wondering, on a plot perspective, like how they're going to address how much younger he looks. Like, are they going to make a joke out of it? Is there going to be like a magical reason? I don't know. Um, but also, if they're going to stack the cast like this, then all of this talent is not a bad thing. So yep. I guess I, I'm always just, I want to be an optimist for stuff because if I go in dreading it, I'm going to hate it. Yeah. And I don't think that's a healthy way to approach anything. So it's happened before. I don't want it to happen again. <laughs> so I feel you. So I am an unrepentant fan of Liam Hemsworth. Um, it's a shame that John's not on today's episode. Maybe he'll watch it and, and hear me talking flack again because a few few weeks ago, this conversation came up and we said we were going to do like a battle royale um, of our feelings about Liam Hemsworth because I'm very much on Liam's side. I actually wrote a defense of Liam Hemsworth right after the casting news came out uh, for Collider, which you can find over there. So I am very optimistic about his introduction into the Witcher universe. I think that he has uh, the acting chops to play Geralt. I mean, Geralt's a, a fairly like, I don't want to call him like a, a basic character. He's not, there's nuance or stuff, but he's a very gruff, like you said, growly fantasy man. Uh, and so, yeah, it's very straightforward. So I am interested to see what he will bring uh, to the world, to that role um, on his own. Cause you know, he has some experience and, you know, franchises of his own that he's been in. So I think that he, he's going to be good. And I uh, like you, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with the, him looking different, you know, they're blessed to be in this fantasy universe where he could get hit by some sort of magic spell. Some beast could maim him and he could have, I mean, get a barber surgeon. Maybe he's going to fix up his face, do some, do some work on him. Um, What? I think he looked better now. Yeah. I mean, maybe Yennefer will be like, I want a younger model. (laughs) I actually think they're not dissimilar in ages, but I do think Liam looks a bit younger than, um, Henry does. So, you know, I'm curious. I'm excited. 
Um, you know, I actually thought that season three of The Witcher uh, was much better than the previous seasons. It felt like they got very much back on track with the lore that fans were expecting from it. It was very well received. So I still think it was very like shocking that Henry chose that season to leave after when it was definitely one of the best seasons so far. But I think that also brings a lot of hope for where season four might go. If the storytelling was already picking up with season three, there's a lot of fun stuff that they can do with season four especially with the introduction of Regis. So I think I think it's going to be fun. I am cautiously optimistic. I would love to know what folks in the chat are thinking about, you know, season four of The Witcher. Are you excited about this new casting news? Uh, mourning the loss of Henry Cavill like no. I am. I think it hasn't quite set in for a lot of people yet. I think once we start getting, you know, some press stuff and some promos for season four, that's when it'll really start to, to hit for people. Um, but we did get a couple comments while we were talking about uh, the Top Gun one. So I do like this one from Sam, who's talking about, um, you know, if it's a cash grab, like, of course, we're all going to be curious about where this new one could go. And you know what? Sometimes cash grabs end up paying off and people are happy with it. So, you know, if this is going to be a cash grab for a, a threequel, I am definitely going to be sat. I'll be there opening weekend. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, so I guess now we are going to be moving on to our third topic, which is really just shameless promotion for something that Arzu and I are both yes. very much passionate about. Um, you can see Nubs sitting over here. Yes, Nubs and Rise. <laughs> this one is for you. Uh, so yesterday we got some new pictures for the Young Jedi Adventures, the back half of season one, which teased some really exciting things. And I'm actually going to throw this one over to Arzu to talk about these images. We have four new stills and the voice of God, Adam, is going to be queuing them up on screen. Very new, very fancy technology brought to you by StreamYard. So as you can see what we're talking about, unfortunately, if you're listening to this on the podcast after the fact, you cannot see it. It is not an audiovisual podcast, so you will just have to check out Collider.com and see the pictures for yourself. So there we go. There's our first image. So if I'm not mistaken, we are getting Belle back. Mm -hmm. Belle. So I, so for those who have not caught up on Young Jedi Adventures, first of all, please do. Second of all, these are based off of the High Republic, and we are starting to finally see book characters being brought into the show, which is very, very exciting. And it looks like Belle, who is one of the Padawans from the books and who has made the jump to the screen, is back. I sincerely hope that's Belle, because it's really embarrassing for me if it's not. Um, I think I think, I think everybody has more or less assumed that it is indeed Belle. Okay, good. And he, I think, is holding a map to Black Spire Outpost because we know they're going to Batuu, which, if that name sounds slightly familiar, that is Galaxy's Edge at Disney World and Disneyland. So the kids are going to Disney. And, of course, you've got Nubs looking adorable, you know, really cute. 
giving Grogu a run for his money. I do not care if Grogu is the one that won Star Wars' poll this week. It is nubs. Nubs all the way. Grogu has an edge because he's been around longer. Nubs is cuter. I'm sorry. Nubs is cuter one. have to be said. All right, let's queue up image number two. Look at that. This is the one I'm the most excited for. So we have a Padawan Tabor team up. So Tabor is their like nemesis, but nemesis for a show for six-year-olds is like, he's the playground bully. But, um, which like, you know, holding a weapon, but still a playground bully. And like, they are teaming up against something. And this is the one I'm most excited for because I am a villain redemptionist and I don't care if this character is eight years old. He's (laughs) the villain. And he's getting a redemption arc. I've decided that's what's happening. We've got Nubs in the back looking adorable. We've got... Um, I mean, they oh, know. I forgot the name of Tabor's little um, Gamorian friend, but she's my favorite. She's adorable. Tiny little queen in the back. So this oh. is the part I am most excited. I wouldn't be surprised if this was the finale. It this does not speculative, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was the finale, finale because of the stakes mm-hmm. of the whole thing. I am wondering where Nash is, though. Yeah. Maybe coming in for reinforcements in a later scene. I hope so. Yes. Let's queue up image number three. They are going back to Starlight Beacon, it looks like, because that's what Kai is holding. Um, Also very exciting. I love that they are really... I think the books have just become such a part of this show now. It's not like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of easter egg anymore it's like a part of the plot mm-hmm. so i guess they're going to go back to starlight beacon actually i know they're going to go back to starlight beacon because of the other image but um <laughs> but yeah that's what this is <laughs> me guessing like i don't know this for sure but yeah so can we queue up the fourth image because that's the one i really want to talk about for life. Yeah, so all of the jedi all of our faves are here um again if you are not reading the high republic you are missing out but basically, I think it's safe to assume if you are reading The High Republic that your fave is probably in this room mm-hmm. if you were alive during phase one. So Stella and Gia. If you weren't alive during phase one, rip. Um, yeah, honestly. But <laughs> so Stella and Geos is here. Um, and I'm happy about that. Uh, but yeah, so for those who have not read it, the woman in the middle standing beside Yoda is the Chancellor of the Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we don't know what's going on, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like the note we were going out on for the season. This is yeah. very for light in life. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I, be? I am. I'm just really excited that you know I, I am not the biggest fan of splitting up seasons into two parts and having to wait. Uh, I think it tends to like uh, cause people to lose a little bit of uh, focus and interest on uh, the show. So I'm hoping that with these new batch of images, people are like, oh yes, it's coming back in February. Like we're just around the corner to see the rest of this. Yeah. I absolutely adore Young Jedi Adventures. I think it is one of the best animated series that Star Wars has put out here recently. And, you know, the same thing goes with like my um, un dying love for like Star Trek prodigy. Um, I love that we are getting these stories that are geared towards children, but Mm -hmm. they aren't shying away from bigger themes um, that tie into, you know, the fandom, you know, the the anchor fandom for them. That is a really great way for children and adults to get into these franchises. I think that, you know, the High Republic has always been something that was
was a gateway for a lot of people in the same way that, you know, Star Wars books were gateways for us when we were younger. And so it continues to be such a joy to see like a younger demographic getting into Star Wars and these like beautiful storytelling ways. Like the stuff that's in the Young Giant Adventures is just so worthy of praise. Uh, and it's a shame that like children's shows don't get a lot more focus in the media. And that's why I have continued to be a champion for Young Jedi Adventures here on Collider Dailies because I want more people to watch it. It is just so delightful. It's such a good example in a show of like a good way to heighten between hiatuses because they've had two now for this season. And like their return from the second hiatus was like, look, we have book characters. And then this one's like, look, we have all the book characters. Like it's such a good way to heighten for people like us who are so outside that target demographic, but also who are like super, super engaged because it is really good storytelling. Mm -hmm. It's really solid storytelling. And then for the little kids who are like, this is their first Star Wars. This is how they're getting into it. It's like, okay, these are the kids like you and your friends at recess. And like the world's actually bigger. Actually, it's much bigger. And then it kind of, it, like like you said, it's such a gateway. And it really opens that door to them in such an organic way. And in such a like progressive way. So it gives them kind of time to take it on and absorb it. And now you've got a bit more. And now you've got a bit more, which is actually not dissimilar to how the books have been rolling out in terms yeah. of scope. So I just, everything surrounding this show is just so brilliantly done. I completely agree. I also think it's really smart marketing to introduce a lot of these characters to a different audience. Obviously, not everybody is book readers, not everyone's listening to the audiobooks, but you have this really great show that is coming out that is getting a lot of attention right before the Acolyte is coming out mm-hmm. sometime year, which is also set in the High Republic and has, you know, a High Republic character in it. And so I think this was a really smart rollout for Star Wars to get kids interested, to get some excitement going on, to get people to recognize characters that might pop up in the Acolyte in a really fun, family-friendly way. So I think, you know, this is just continuing to build excitement for where the High Republic could go within, you know, the Acolyte, which I am very, very excited for coming out this year. Um, and I am dying for that trailer to come out. I need everyone to see it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It plays oh. right in my head from when we saw it in London last year, yeah. which was way too long ago for it not to be out yet for everybody to see. Um, and I love that uh, we have this comment here in the comments about Skeleton Crew. Yes, I really hope that we get a Skeleton Crew trailer this month or this week or I don't know. I need it. I need to see that one again as well. Because R.I.P. to my hand for how hard you <laughs> squeezed it when we saw it at Celebration. Very sorry for uh, <laughs> his hand. Um, you know, these things happen when you're really excited about Star Wars. Um, so I think this was a really great way to, you know, cap off the end of Collider Dailies and the end of the week. Uh, if you're in the comments and you haven't watched Young Jedi Adventures yet, like go stream it. It's on Disney Plus. Watch it this weekend. It's an easy, calm, relaxing watch to wind down after a very busy kind of first full week back, really, after the holidays. Um, I don't consider the first week of January to really, truly count. This is the first week back. Uh, And, you know, I think the news cycle this week has really proven that things are kicking off again. We've got lots of fun casting news and, and projects in the works. So be sure to keep your eyes on Collider as things continue to break and come out. Uh, Arzu, do you have anything that you would like to uh, talk about? And you just had a really fun interview that came out last week during, it was uh, the Ming-Na one, right? Or no, nah, who was it? It was the brother-son. Brother-son. Brother, yes. 
So you should check that out. It's on our YouTube with Michelle Yeoh and with Justin Chen. Yes. Um, yes. I'm like, I can't, I want to call him um, Charles cause that's his character's name. Um, also watch the brother's son. It's violent, but it's very good. I've heard <laughs> Michelle Yeoh is just phenomenal in it there. She can do no wrong in my eyes. So yes. 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 Well, until next week, I have no idea who is on the schedule next week, but you will uh, see some familiar faces, I'm sure. So until then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.